Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. I want to talk to you today about the blessing of the bumpy road. How many have ever been down the bumpy road? How many have ever seen the bumpy road? How many are there right now on the bumpy road? This life, it does. There's times that the journey gets, gets, gets very tiresome. There's times the, the journey gets very weary. There's times the journey gets very bumpy. And, and so I want to talk to you about that today because there are challenges you face. But if you understand why God puts the bumpy road there, it'll give you the courage to keep on staying on it. Amen? In Job chapter 1, I guess the book of Job is, is every person at one point in their life has said, I understand what Job is going through. Every person has been to that place where you feel like everything has been unleashed against you. Seems like from every side, from work and home and, and family and friends, it just seems like every side, it just seems like there's been trouble on every side. And we talk about, oh, the struggles of Job. And so it's true. Job was to be the, believed to be the first book of the Bible that was written, and it answers the question, why do tough times come to God's people? And the Bible does the because I think every person that walks the earth asks the question, why does hard things, tough times come to good people? And, and so the blessing of the bumpy road, if you stop there at chapter 1, you're going to miss chapter 42, because that's the good news in the bumpy road. But before we go, let's pray. Father, again, thank you for the Word of God. And we're asking you to help us to understand it. We know the Holy Ghost has been given to be the teacher, to be the preacher. And, and we're just asking you for the next few moments of time that our, our minds will be attentive, that our spirits will be ready to receive this word, that it'll build us up and strengthen us. And not just that, but it'll build us so much we can go out and share it with somebody else. And so thank you for this opportunity once again, God, to bring and, and to just seek out the word of God. And for all this, we're going to give you praise in Jesus' name. In Job chapter 1, verse 11, Satan is talking to God about Job. And he's telling him, he's saying, he's saying you know, God, that God was just got done telling uh, Satan of all the things that Job has done. Job's a righteous man. He eschews evil. He's one that seeks out uh, the things of God. And, 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 and the Satan begins to, to attack and, and, and speak against Job and and in verse 11, we pick up, he says, But now stretch out your hand and touch out all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And we know what happens from there. He begins to attack Job's, Job's business, Job's family, Job's actual physical body. Over and over, Satan begins to come against Job. And we realized that it was God that allowed it to happen. So can I just go ahead and start today and to let you know that the bumpy road has been uh, sent to you courtesy of Jesus. The Lord allows the bumpy roads in our life because He's got a purpose and a plan that you can't get when you drive on the straight road, on the smooth road, on the, on the, on the, uh, the hilly road. The bumpy road is by design because God's trying to get something to you that he can't get to you anywhere else outside of the bumpy road. See, we've been believed, we've we've been led to believe that challenges are sometimes always the form, God's form of a curse. But this wasn't a curse, was it? 
This was God challenging and God testing and God taking Job through the school of hard knocks, of God's hard knocks, because he was trying to do something in Job. Why did it have to happen? Why is God mad at me? What sin did I commit to allow this to happen? Where did I go wrong? Sometimes you didn't go wrong. It wasn't anything that had to do with you. It was just God setting you up as a stepping stone to get you from where he's got to get you to go. See, to go through a mountain, you've got to go through a... to get to a higher mountain. And so what we see here is as we read this, Many times people ask the question, well, surely somebody messed up. Somebody did something wrong because they're going through that challenging season. They asked Jesus the same question, John chapter 9. There was a man that was born blind, and the first thing they thought, the disciples asked Jesus was, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Surely it was somebody's fault that this man had this challenge. Surely it was somebody's mistake that they did that caused this man to have to be born blind. Now let me tell you something, friends. Sometimes it's not that at all. Sometimes it's just the fact that Jesus said, in this life you're going to have tribulation. In this life there are going to be tough seasons. In this life there's going to be cancer. In this life there's going to be divorce. In this life there's going to be things that we weren't expecting that happened and we weren't looking for them to happen. But one thing you can rest assured at is the same Jesus that said, in this world you'll have tribulation, is the same Jesus that he said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Go ahead and get happy while you're driving on the bumpy road. Go ahead and get excited about it. Go ahead and just enjoy it while you're there. Because God, Jesus said this, and he said, look, be of good cheer because I've overcome the bumpy road. There's a great Christian movie called Remember the Titans. Have you ever seen it? Remember the Titans is a story of a, a white school and a black school that are combined, that are, that are, that are to combine during the early 1970s. And it's, it's a story that I love, to, uh, that I, one of my favorite stories, because the reason is, is because there's a part in the movie where somebody comes and throws a, br- a brick through the window of the house of the black coach. Being stupid, throw, throws a brick through the, the, brick through the window of the black coach. And so the coach goes on television with the brick and says, look, we're not going to be intimidated by violence or hatred. We're going to still play football. We're still going still to still continue to do what we, we know we need to do. And the white coach goes to the black coach, and he says, Listen, you've got to stop and let your sinful pride take a back seat for the sake of our team. And the black coach says this, My sinful pride threw this brick through my window. And it's a great story because the thing is, is sometimes the brick comes through the window not because our own fault, but because of the bumpy road. And we get so upset and we start pointing fingers. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. But God's telling you this. The first thing to get through the bumpy road is to recognize God has allowed it to happen for a purpose. There's a reason behind it. It's not just you took a wrong turn and you navigated. Your GPS didn't do right. God got you right there. He put you there because there's something he's trying to do and accomplish in your life. Sometimes, as we're going to see today, it's just a springboard to a blessing. Now, some of you are going, the man lost all ten of his kids. He was the wealthiest man in the whole part of that part of the world. He lost it all literally overnight. 
he got this incredible disease where he had to scrape his skin with, 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 with glass because it ached and hurt so bad. His wife turned against him. All that in the matter of a few days. And you mean to tell them that God did that because he was trying to bless him? Some of you are going, I don't want that blessing. God, keep that blessing for me. Now, if you understand Satan's role in fighting the believer, you have to understand that God allows Satan sometimes to attack believers. And if you understand why, it's critical that you'll be able to get down the bumpy road. So you think about the people who've accomplished great feats in life, and they're people that, in, uh, that, uh, that overcame incredible challenges. Jesse Owens, one of the first black Olympic athletes to win a gold medal. Anne Frank, one of those that withstood the, the onslaught of Hitler's uh, Germany. Helen Keller was born blind. Isaiah Thomas, great basketball player, grew up in a single, uh, single mother's home. But they all rose past those challenges to do something great with their life. Sometimes the challenge is the springboard to get us to do something great. So sometimes God says, I just allow the enemy to begin to turn up the heat. I'll allow the challenges to get bigger. I'll allow the road to get bumpier because there's something great i got to do in them, but it's the challenge that will springboard them to the blessing. You still with me? Can, can I take you to, the, we're at the beginning of the book. Can I take you to the back of the book? Chapter 42, verse 12. Can you put your finger there and then put your other finger over in Job chapter 1, verse number 2 and 3? We're going to do some math. Are you there? In, ch in chapter 1, verse 2, Job had seven sons, three daughters, for a total of ten children. His possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, a very large household, so this man was the greatest of the people of the East. That was in chapter 1. He lost all of that. Now, it, when, he, when he went through all of that at the very end, this is what he, he gained through all of his life. Verse 12, now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than those beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep. How many did he have the first time? Flip over, flip over. So he doubled what he had the first time to 14,000. It says this, it says then he had 6,000 camels. How many did he have at first? He doubled that as well. It says he had 1,000 yoke of oxen. How many of those did he have at first? Then it says he had five, a thousand female donkeys. How many did he have at first? So God doubled all of the increase that he gave that he gave Job. He started off with half of that, and through the bumpy road, through the challenge, through the trial, through the struggle, God did something miraculous, and he doubled everything that Job had. It says this. It said he also had he he, he also had seven sons or three and three daughters. So he gave him back ten children. But then keep on reading it. It says his daughters were the fairest, were the prettiest in all the land. See, sometimes the bumpy road, God even gave Job's kids, made Job's kids better looking. We always like to talk about all oh, the struggles and all oh, the trials of Job, but you got to read the end of the chapter, read the end of the book. Because God's not done just with the bumpy road. The bumpy road is just to get you from here to here. 
And so if we focus on the bumpy road, if we focus on the trouts and, and, and the ruts and the rocks and all that, and don't see that there's a goal that God's trying to get us to, you'll miss the whole part of why God bring the challenge into your life. Many people believe that Satan is the one doing the duping in this life. You ever heard of somebody being duped, being tricked? We think that's Satan's job just to trick us. We think that Satan's God, that Satan's job just to go out and make our life miserable and, and to kill, steal, and destroy and make things tough on us. But is there any chance, even in this case, that God used Satan just to get a blessing to Job? You ever wonder sometimes, maybe God is duping the devil and he's using your life to do it. If the devil had a chance, do you think and God was going to tell him ahead of time, look, after this little trial, I'm going to give him double of everything? You think the devil would have gone, okay, I tell you what, we're going to skip out on this little you know, science experiment. Because the thing is, is God uses the challenges of life to get us to where he wants to bless us, to where he's trying to get us to. So don't ever think that just because you're in that vicious attack and, and you're in that place where you just realize that life has just become hard, don't ever think that what you're doing is just, that God's just not even worried, cares about you. He's not concerned about you. He's working something wonderful out in your life. You know how long that whole little time was? Scholars believe it was somewhere around 12 months through all that stuff that Job went through, if it was just a 12 months. Listen, if I had to go through tough 12 months and God doubled everything after that, listen, that's a pretty good gig. What a great investment strategy to double what he had in just a mere 12 months. So the question is, is listen, Pastor Kerry, I do. I hear you. I've been there. I'm there now. How do you get through it? How do you get through those challenges during that season of, of bumpy roads? I just want to give you four quick things today. And I say this with all sincerity. You may be there today. And I just believe it's not just coincidence you're here today. You may be through that season of life in that one where it's just hard. School's horrible. Your girlfriend ran off with your best friend. Your dog just doesn't seem to like you anymore. Gone through divorce. Cancer has come your way, just a host of different things. But I want you to know this. First of all, if you'll hold on to your faith. Of all the things to grab a hold of in this season is to hold on to your faith in God. It says this in Job 13, 15. Speaking of God, he says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. In all the things that he was told to do, his wife told him to curse God and die. Of all the things he was asked to do, the one thing we see about Job is he held on to his faith in God. That's why I love worship time in church. Because see, the thing is, as you know, may not recognize, the person that's worshiping the loudest may be going through the bumpiest road of everybody in their row. See, the thing is, is the person that, that is the one that comes to the altar and stays the longest, the one that, that weeps the loudest, may be the person that's going through the toughest time of life. Don't ever think that a person who's, who's being expressive in worship is somehow being overly dramatic. Maybe they're just going through a tough season and they really just are trying to hold on to their faith. I, I just think that in days when I've looked back, in the seasons of life that I were the toughest in my own. I always see the hand of God. People say it like this, there's a peace that passes all understanding. 
I don't know why, but when I held that loved one's hands, I just felt a presence of peace that surrounded me. When I was going through that season and I just couldn't seem to do anything right, I just felt like there was a hand that was holding me up, and I just wanted to give up, and I just wanted to quit. It was like there was somebody that was just there holding me up, keeping me from falling. Hold on to your faith. The one thing we want to do, the most natural thing, our flesh wants to give up on God. Well, if God got me here, if His fault, then why should I serve Him? Why should I attend church? Why should I care about Him? Why should I care about His work? Because even though life is hard, God is still good. Did I tell you the story of Precious? I got a couple yeses and a couple noes, so I'm kind of divided. I need somebody to split the vote for me. No. Thank you, Matt. I have a chaplain friend, worked at Children's Hospital and UAMS, and said when he was at UAMS, he said, um, I had gone to, um, go, done my rounds, and there was a lady there, a black lady named Precious. He said, and, and she called for me, and when I went and saw her, um, I'd gone by there, but usually they, they don't call for the chaplain, but she called for me one day. And she had, when I got there, she had told me that the doctor had told her she really had about two weeks left to live. And she had talked to him about, just kind of wanted to pour her heart out and said that um, she had two sons that were not serving the Lord. And that was really bothering her because she was, you know, she was about to pass on and she really wanted to see them again. She had been married twice. Both her husbands had passed away, died of terminal illnesses. And she had said that, she had said that, um, you know, that she was sitting there facing her own mortality as she had a terminal disease. And, and she got to talking and she said, Chaplain, here's what I've learned. Sometimes life is just not very good. It's just not good at all. She said, but God is always good. She said, that's why we can come to Him. Because even when life isn't good, He still is. And I thought, he told me that story, and I thought, you know what, Precious is on to something. It's why we come to God. Not because life is always good and life is always perfect, because it's not always good. It's not always perfect. And we need somebody that we can lean on, somebody that will hold us up, somebody that won't let us fall. And that's the God of heaven and earth. And friend, let me just say this. If you're going through a season, hold on to your faith. Number two, you got to answer the question, why is God doing this? Why is God allowing this? you got to answer that question because you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to figure out why this is happening to you. Job chapter 2, number, verse 10 says this, talking to his wife. He said, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. See, Job came to the place in his life where he's like, look, God's been so good to me. If things are not good, how can I shun him now? How can I not accept just the good things from God and not the bad things from God? Things that are challenging. Let me tell you, ask you something. Any of you husbands feel, realize there's some things about your wife that you don't like? Sorry. Any of you wives realize there's some things that your husbands just don't like about you? Any things that you don't like about your husband? Did you give up on them, though? 
you kind of took the good with the the better, right, Pat? You took the good with the things that were the challenges because you loved them. And friend, let me just tell you this. There are some things that about the, the serving the Lord that are great and wonderful. I love being in the presence of God. I love worshiping God. I love when God blesses. I, when I, I love when I feel the, the love of God. I love when God answers my prayers. And I don't so much love the, some other types of the things of God like when He doesn't answer my prayers. When I'm in a church service and everybody's being touched by God but me. When it seems like God doesn't hear me or God doesn't know where I'm at, those times I don't like. But if I'm going to take those good things of God, I'm going to also have to take the not so good. Job, the whole time, he got the, he got the answer. He said, look, if we accept good from God, how can we, should, can we not accept trouble as well? Number three. Watch out who you listen to. Everybody's an armchair quarterback when we're driving down the bumpy road. You let the Arkansas Razorbacks lose a game, and they come out of the woodwork, guys. Everybody can tell you what you ought to be doing to win the game. There's those times, and Job had three friends. He had three friends, and during his time, they came to him and began to give him advice. And, and I didn't see this just to, just, to, just to recently, almost as up to yesterday, is one of his friends came to him, and these are the words that he said. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate, and there is no one to deliver them. This man had just lost ten children. And one of his best friends begins to point his finger at him and said, if you were a righteous man, you would have taken care of your children and not allowed them to be crushed. They are far from safety. Can anybody have ever kicked a man while he was down like that? There are people that are going to want to give you advice and tell you all the reasons why. Cigarettes. If he hadn't ate all that fatty food, he wouldn't have had a heart attack. And they're going to get, say all these stupid things. And if, let me just say this. First of all, let's not be that guy. Don't be that guy that has to be the armchair quarterback when people are going down the bumpy road. The, the wise men, he said the most, he said the most important things. And, and Eliphaz was the one that spoke kindly about, about, about Job. He spoke gracious about Job. He talked about the seasons of life. He talked about the hardships come and hardships go, but God is faithful. Listen to that guy. He may not be the oldest, he may not be the youngest, but to the guy who speaks peaceably from God. Don't be the other guy. And lastly, lastly, instead of resisting it, embrace it. Instead of resisting it, embrace it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not saying you've got to shout, get up all excited, and do cartwheels down the aisle just because you're going through a tough season. But I'm st- still saying, instead of saying, God, will you get me out of this? Start saying, God, will you get me through this? Because here's the thing. I can't guarantee you that after this sermon you're going to be out of it. But I can guarantee you that the God of heaven and earth, who loves everybody love, more than life itself, who loves you more than life itself, and was willing to give Jesus to die on your behalf, I can tell you that I can tell you that he will go through with you every step of the way. Every chemo treatment, every lawyer's visit, every conversation with a financial counselor, 
every conversation with a friend, every trip to the altar that you take, every tear that you cry, the one thing I know, people may not, people may not go with you through all of that, but I can promise you this, Almighty God will. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.